Hey, this is Dan from Imagine Dragons, and you're listening to KCLU Columbia. I'm waking up to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my KCOU 88.1 FM, Sawyer Sunday, you're looking at me, it is unbelievable to say we're off and running on a football Sunday, September the 11th, 2022, here in Columbia, Missouri, obviously the 21st anniversary of the tragedy in New York, but we'll, we'll stick to football today. Jonathan Litzke joining me. We try to keep it light me. on the show. We'll say that again? We try to keep it light on the show. Of course. And a beautiful Sunday in Columbia. Nice weather, a little cool out today. Great college football slate yesterday. Unbelievable slate, I should say. Yeah. And we could be in store for a great NFL Sunday today. So many great games on the schedule. We're going to get to every single one of them, including our breakout players, game picks, and so much more after our first break. But I think we got to get to a little college football first, Johnny. I think we do too. And where do you think we should start? Uh, probably with the game that everyone hyped up. Yeah, for I. So I did my top twenty-five of the games of the season in the summer. You know, and usually the best games aren't like the ones that we think are going to be great. But I thought Bama Texas had the chance to be a great game if Texas could play a perfect game, and I thought Texas did play a perfect game, except mm-hmm. for the fact that they kicked four red zone field goals. Yeah. It wasn't the result that Texas wanted, but if you would have told Texas that they were going to punt, I think, twice the whole game, even with their backup quarterback playing for three quarters, and they were going to hold Alabama to the 20 points, I think they would have taken that result. Yeah, I think Steve Sarkeesian probably would have been pretty happy with that. So they lose the game 2019 Alabama. Brace Young, with about a minute and a half left, took Bama down the whole field, made a bunch of really nice plays, despite a mostly poor game from Bryce Young in the Alabama offense. They found a way late. They escaped, and again, they were 20-point favorites. They win by one point. But I think the bigger story might be the other side. And it's that's as good a result as you're going to get if you're Texas against a team like Alabama. So let me ask you this. Yesterday, did you learn more about Texas or Alabama? Uh, I think I learned more about Texas. You know, I said on Friday that on a show I did that this was kind of the true measuring stick game because – you know, Texas wants to be one of these elite programs, and I think they're very much on their way there. But, you know, you go up against a team yesterday that's been the benchmark for perfection in college football for the last over a decade at this point, and you get them at home in a game without your back, without your starting quarterback, your star starting quarterback, by the way. And They win that game if you worst plays the whole yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely they do. And, but you get to kind of see where you are as a program. And I think yesterday showed that Texas is, like I said in the preseason, going to be way ahead of where everyone thinks they're going to be. This team is filled with talent. Sure, they were young on the offensive line, but they held their own. You know, they took advantage of some Bama penalties, not nearly enough, but they did take advantage of them. And I thought Texas played probably as well as you could ask with a backup quarterback playing. I'm going to Zach. I learned more about Alabama. Okay. Because we talked in the preseason show on our SEC preview that 
on paper, this is the best Alabama team ever. And all the talent on the defense, I think we said they have seven of the top 25 defensive players in the sport on their team, and they have Bryce Young and all these players. They look a lot like last year's Alabama, who wasn't that good. Like they, they, they were not, obviously. They were, let me rephrase. They weren't that good for Alabama terms. They showed a lot of signs of what they did last year, which was just a lot of times offensively where they just looked limited. And it looked like they missed a guy like John Mechie and Jamison Williams. Like sure. Jer- Jermaine Burton, I don't even know how much he did yesterday. And I feel like every time they needed something, it was Jameer Gibbs out of the backfield. That was the one big key for them. He had nine catches, 75 yards, and the touchdown early in the fourth quarter. I just think they looked a lot like last year's Alabama and like a little more undisciplined. They had a lot of yards and penalties. I think they had the most penalty yards ever Alabama. And they needed a lot of luck to win that game yesterday. And I don't think that's going to be the only close game they play all year. After watching that, if you were to say how many more games Alabama will play decided by one score, I would say one, maybe two. I I don't think this is the end of watching Alabama play on perfect football. It's just, I think a lot of it is, the, is Bill O'Brien. I think that could yeah, be a big I mean, piece of it. Because that offense wasn't overwhelming last year. And they scored 20 points yesterday against the Texas defense. I think we're going to see as the season goes on isn't very good. So I think Bill O'Brien could be one of the issues there. The play calling was questionable, to say the least. I just, just wasn't overly impressed from Alabama. And I still think Texas is a good team. I think they're going to contend in the Big 12. Not necessarily sure they're going to win the conference. But I I do think that we were overrating a bit out of, out of Alabama. Not for bad reason, because you look on paper and it looks like an unbelievable roster. Mm-hmm. But I think we were kind of ignoring some of the flaws that we saw last year. And as I like to say, wave the magic wand and all of a sudden the things go away. That doesn't really work like that. But I do think... Obviously, Alabama is still a top-two team in the country, and they're going to be in the college football playoff chase, but they might not be this perfect team we thought they would be. You know, I'm I'm not backing off of what I said this early in the season, especially not this early in the season. But but I will say that, like, yesterday was not good. Bama does need to clean things up. But, like, in reality, when if, like, Texas ends up being as good as I said they were going to be in the preseason, like, that will end up being what looks like a really good yeah. good win. And, no, I, I do agree with that. And I, I will say that cleaning up penalties is something that I don't think Bama will have a problem doing. Like, well, 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 is Will Anderson going to have four penalties in a game, like, ever It looks very like, undisciplined. Ever, yeah. I mean, well, like, it was very clear that he thought he had, like, the snap count early in the, in the, in the game, and he just didn't, so... And I think they caught a lot of luck with the Ewers injury and with the safety, non-safety call where they took points off the board for yeah. uh, Texas, which could have been you know a bigger swing of that game. And the, the, on, when Texas actually got sacked on fourth down, it could have been a wide-open touchdown if Carr, had, if Carr was also playing hurt also. Yeah, and, and I, like, here's the thing, though. W- was it a little premature to say that they were just going to come out and, like, beat everybody if everybody's breaks off, like, yeah, maybe. But, like, let's not also pretend, like, Bama could be, like, the first great team to play a close play game. Clo- a close game. Like, 2018 Clemson, for instance, who I have gone on record saying that's the best team I've ever seen. They blew out everybody. The, well, they played Syracuse at home. They went was... on the road week two and almost lost. They were a two-point conversion away from going to overtime against Texas A&M. Oh, yeah, we'll get to A&M in a second. And granted, like, Trevor Lawrence did start that game, but they all, I mean, they also played a close game, um... A couple weeks later, against Syracuse. Well, I mean, that home. was with their third-string quarterback, and like who never played before, like and a good at, Syracuse team. Like, even 2019 LSU, that team played some close games. That team played a close game Auburn. at Texas Week Two. Like, the, Bama is not the first like great team to not blow everyone out. Like that doesn't ever happen. 
So it was I, one of those things where the flaw. I saw the flaws that happened last year, which set them back. Sure, we're not winning sure. a national championship. Like, I, listen, I'm I'm not a huge fan that like they're still by design like taking the play clock all the way down almost every single time, but. I think those penalty mistakes are fixable, and if Bama doesn't gift Texas 100 and whatever it was yards and penalties, I think Texas is probably going to not even get some of those field goals. So I think the mistakes that they made are definitely fixable, and I, I think Bama will be just fine. I know that sounds crazy to say that a Nick Saban team will, yeah. will, will be just okay, but I'm not I'm – not, panicking yet. well they were a top 10 team that won yesterday not every top team top 10 team won yesterday there were a couple that lost and i think we'll get to a couple of those right now and there's two that have i think bigger weight than expected baylor we'll get to them in a second but i'm there that's the one i'm excluding notre dame and appalachian state notre dame and texas a&m that is were both significant favorites at home against sunbelt teams yeah and both lost outright Texas A&M, 17-14, lost at home to App State, who gave up 62 points last week against North Carolina. And Appalachian State completely changed the game plan and had, you know how many, what the time possession was for the Mountaineers? I don't. 41 minutes and 29 seconds. Wow. And Marshall just dominated Notre Dame from the line of scrimmage. Like, Notre Dame would have been very fortunate to win that game by the way they were playing. And there was Notre Dame, or Marshall ran the ball extremely well with Lairborn, their running back. And Gilmore, the Gilmore kid got a pick six. That's the younger brother of NFL superstar Stephon Gilmore. So, John, which has which loss has bigger weight on the sport, Notre Dame or Texas A&M? I think it's Notre Dame just because of what Notre Dame has been able to do for the last, like, five-plus years in college football. Like, I don't think people understand. Brian Kelly never lost to a team that was worse than him. 42 like, consecutive games, Notre Dame, as his ranked team, beat an unranked team. They, they what I believe, 4-8 and eight in 2016, right? Yes. That, that was the year. Like, since that year, Notre Dame has never lost to a team that was worse than them. And, th- like, that includes Miami, who beat them in 2017. That includes Cincinnati last year. Both those teams have adamant were better than Notre Dame. And then the Alabama playoff games. But... Yeah, and then, like, if you go look at what Notre Dame's record has been, minus Alabama, minus Georgia, and minus Clemson the last five-plus years, it's absurd. They're like, I want to say, like, 45 and, like, three or yeah. four or something like that. Like, this Notre Dame team just doesn't lose football games. And I hate to say it, because, but, like, I was thinking last night, did... Did Notre Dame try to outthink the room by hiring Marcus Freeman instead of Luke Fickle? Yeah, I, th- I think they wanted. They didn't want Freeman to leave. Yeah, I mean, because they liked his energy. You, you were really. I don't want to say you were high on Freeman, but after the last game against Ohio State, when they're competitive with them, yeah. you were like, I think Freeman's a cool guy. Yeah, their their defensive game plan I thought was very good, but they have no offense, like no quarterback. It's just they, they're like. What was the line you said to me when I said that Buckner was a good quarterback, except he can't throw the ball? Um, I said like. Usually that's something you look for in a quarterback. It's like <laughs> they can throw the ball, like even slightly. Tyler Buckner's like, the greatest quarterback ever before the ball is released. And, uh, and, then, and then Pine comes in and throws a pick. It was just a complete disaster. And like, I, I this is going to be a bad year for Notre How Dame. many game more games this season? I want through the schedule. Are you confident Notre Dame will win? I'll get Cal next week at home. Cal is two yeah, and zero. Oh. Yeah, they'll win. Are you confident in that? Yeah. Then they're at North Carolina. No. 
No well, chance. Dude, do you think Notre Dame's scoring with that offense? No, no, no. Then they're playing BYU in Vegas. Oh, man. They, they could win that one just because they can compete with them up front. But, like, oh, man, that would have to be, like, a 13-10 win or something like that. And then that. they're playing Stanford at home. Should win. Stanford's UNLV, I'm not great. sure how they had a football team. They're at Syracuse. They're going to go stop Sean Tucker yeah, in that running game? That's going to be a tougher one now than we originally thought. But and then they got Clemson, they got Navy, they got Boston College, they got USC. Navy, they'll win. This seems like, like a 6-6 six and six team, maybe 7-5. Seven 7-5, five. Seven five, yeah. Oh, man, this is just not good luck at College all. College is better when Notre Dame is good. Notre Dame is not good. Agreed. Okay. Time for my turn. It's my turn to talk, as the great Skip Bayless would say. Oh, here we go. John, the audience, everyone listening out there in America or wherever you are around the world, I pounded the table all offseason about how this unwarranted hype around Texas A&M for this upcoming season, not just the future, but for this upcoming season, was asinine. They were running the 12th best quarterback in the SEC at starting him with a lot of Average-ish weapons. Devin Kane's best season was his first season. Anais Williams is one good receiver. Outside of him, there's not a lot of veteran guys out there. The defense, I was shaky all of last season, and I still think they're shaky this season. And what happens? They lose at home to Appalachian State when they only scored 14 points. And seven of those points were on a kick return touchdown from Devin Shane. Texas A&M fumbled twice. Haynes King threw for 97 passing yards on 20 attempts. Appalachian State ran down their throat, which like really they couldn't do against Carolina consistently with Cameron Peoples, good running back. Chase Bryce was at his third school. Imagine I told you th- four years ago that Chase Bryce, remember that's the former Duke starting quarterback, would win a road game at Texas A&M? This guy was at Clemson at one point. Wait, well, yeah, he was at Clemson and then went to Duke, and now he's at App State. Yeah. He, threw, he only threw 134 yards. This Texas A&M team was never going to be a contender this year. They were never going to be a team to take seriously. This is the analogy I use about them. Because I think we were talking with our, our good friend David about good villains in college football. And I th- it may have been him. It may have been someone else who Texas said that. Texas A&M is a great villain. Well, no, you're about to get to my point. They yeah. said Texas A&M is a villain. I'm like, they're a villain. It's like they're the villain you can't take seriously. It's like the show Phineas and Ferb. They're Dr. Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the villain they are. They're, no one takes them seriously. They they hype up all this stuff. They're all talking, and then they actually go play the game. They score 14 points at home against Appalachian State. This was never a team that people could take seriously. I thought they could. I thought they had a chance to lose this week. I definitely think they can lose next week to Miami at home. And once again, I now I'm taking my victory lap of Texas A&M. They were never going to be a contender. From number six, now they'll be probably in the 20s. Maybe that even be a little low for them. So and it's. <laughs> Yes. So they, and now they got the SEC competition. It'll be even more fun. Here's what, here's what my thought process was with them yesterday. We talk about like, for how like, how much DJ gets gets it. Like for how much like DJ Uyangale is just like tarnished and like everyone says bad things about him and like oh kid Clubnick should play like uh, if Clemson has a chance to win a national championship or be anything like they need to get Kate in there. Do you know that AM has a five-star freshman quarterback named Connor Weigman? Yeah. Why aren't we having the same discussion with them? No, exactly. And then this is what this is what Brandon Walker Dude. said yesterday. He said that he recruit the greatest recruiting class of all time just to run Haynes King at quarterback. And like, listen, like I didn't think this like was Texas AM's year. Like some people you're, did. you're not making the playoff with a, 
like a bunch of freshmen as your class, and like three or two. J- Jimbo is swing, like stringing together classes, so A and M will have their yes, opportunity. This was never the season, but this was never going to be it. And like, it's just like I like Harry. Like sometimes you watch something and you just like know right away. Like it doesn't take you very long. You don't need to go through this in depth analysis to evaluate a player. I saw Haynes King play one game in a quarter last year, and we and we knew that he was not good. Remember that was my upset special. I had Colorado beat Texas and yeah, Texas and scored it, seven points. It, it was ten to three. Ten to seven. Ten to seven maybe. was the final. It was. It was like. I ain't seen enough. We just we we did. Who was the back? Oh, Zach Calzada. Calzada. They'd be so much better with Calzada I mean, right now. Who can't win the job at Auburn? By the, the way. TJ. <laughs> um, but like, still, like he, he won them games last year. As bad as A and M was, at sometimes it's just oh, it's just unbelievable. Like where, how this program is. By the way, do you know in the fir- in his first fifty games, Kevin someone won one more game than Jimbo Fisher did. <laughs> and like, granted, like. Kevin Sumlin like caught lightning in a bottle with Johnny Manziel yeah. and a team that really he really didn't. That team have won much like nine. That team also went like eight and four. He, nine he didn't and three. really have much to do with, but like I mean they made a New Year's Six bowl, but like wasn't a BCS bowl, huh? That was pre BCS. Well, yeah, but like they played Mizzou in the Cotton Bowl. Okay, regardless, but like oh my, yeah, Jim, Jimbo's still a couple years away. I still think Jimbo's a good coach. I just like he, since he has gotten to Texas A and M. He has not had a quarterback that even remotely resembles the t- kind of quarterbacks he had oh, at Florida Kellen, State. You didn't love Kellen Mond? Like a statue back there? No. And, li- and li- like, even like a guy like DeAndre Francois went before his injury was like like miles better than anything yeah, no, Jimbo. Francois was very miles good. Better yeah. than anything Jimbo had here. Like, he just he hasn't gotten a quarterback yet that remotely resembles the kind of quarterback he had at Florida State. And like, Hopefully Weigman changes that for him. Otherwise, it's not going to be. They're not going to be some very happy campers at, at A and M. The recruits aren't going to want to come the, to that all team. All those NIL money. Yeah. Also, uh, also, just like I'm not saying that A and M's recruiting is going to dip off, but like you know, it, it got it got leaked at like how much money this this class got in NIL. What was right? the number? It was something absurd. I forget. Over but like, like but like if you're a recruit, A and M's recruiting you. How do you not ask for like the same? Yeah, I know. I get that. Like, Let's go to Gainesville. Um, well, we're going to go to Gainesville next month, but Florida. Gator John, it's a tough Stop morning for you. Stop calling me Gator John. Yes, I'm going to call you. Okay. You love Florida. Let's pump True or break. false, are you wearing a jersey right now of a player who attended the University of Florida? Yeah, but that's because I love Kyle Pitts. But you also love Anthony Richardson. You also love the Florida Gators. I love Anthony Richardson. I liked Florida two years ago and picked him to make the playoff two years ago. But He, he hates Michigan and Tom Brady. <laughs> okay, let's, let's make something clear. So we'll back to the game I'm not a Florida truther. I'm not even a Florida defender. I think Anthony Richardson's a very good player. Anthony Richardson also had a very bad game yesterday. Anthony Richardson, yeah, Gator, Anthony Richardson made Gator John very sad last that night. Was, that was Kentucky just going out and saying, hey, we're the more far-ahead program right now, and we're, we are going to show that. Yeah, Kentucky's still here, and Florida still has ways to go. Do you and know how Fl- many Florida plays? Florida hasn't beaten Kentucky in the Swamp since 2016, I think. Yeah, eh, They may have beaten them in 2020. but That doesn't count. Do yeah. you know how many plays Florida ran in Kentucky territory in the second half? I'm going to say zero. It didn't feel like they could move the ball at all. Two. So they had an eight-yard run by um, Wright. <coughs> and then the next play, Anthony Richardson threw a pick six. And that was it. Yeah, I mean, that was the game winner. Kentucky's still good. We I, we may have under been underrating them a little. Because, yeah, just because I mean, of, like, Rodriguez and losing Wando. Because Tavion Robinson is just as good as Wando Robinson. The kid from Virginia Tech. So, 
Kentucky, I mentioned last week on the show, ran for 1.9 yards a carry, which obviously is not very good considering that's been Kentucky's like identity for years. But I will say that we kind of missed on a little thing that we like to call variance. And that is the fact that there was no way that Kentucky was going to come out and run ball for 1.9 yards to carry yesterday, especially against a Florida team that was coming off a week having to deal with physical Utah line play. This Kentucky team is solid. I still don't think they win probably more, more than eight games, maybe nine, maybe nine in the regular season. And, like, yeah, well, I... I'm still not very high on Will Levis as a prospect. I still would take Anthony Richardson over him, like without even. We got to see Richardson put it all together. Second question: I don't think Levis does. I think he throws a great deep ball, but I don't think he does much else very well. But this Kentucky team is well coached. Like Florida had the performance yesterday against the veteran coaching staff that we thought Kyle Whittingham would do would do to them. I know. I, I was thinking of the same thing. Like where Florida's offense looks so much more creative and so much more fun last week against Utah, they completely went away from everything. And that's just, and that is simply just like Kentucky get it, have, having Florida on tape, having Anthony Richardson on tape after one, one yeah. weekend, getting in the in the film room and, and, and scouting him out. Well, I love Brad White, Kentucky's defensive coordinator. I talked about him over the summer that I think he could be a future um, head coach at the next level. He's mm-hmm. very good. Smoke had a great game. And the, the kid, Key, the true freshman, Dane Key, what a catch he had. That touchdown was unbelievable. Levis was great. Kentucky is the third best team in the East because the second best team in the East, Tennessee, won the road to Pitt yesterday. Any quick takeaways from that game? Um, I think Pitt may win that game if Keaton Slovis doesn't get hurt. I, I kind of agree. I thought Tennessee's defense was better than I thought. Yeah, which is encouraging. But I will also say that if – if, ten- if Tennessee doesn't hit big plays, they're, they're going to struggle to beat a lot of teams. Yeah. They, well, they were entirely relying on big plays yesterday. But that's Tennessee for you. And That's like, that's Tennessee football 101. Yeah, yeah but th- they're going to lose some, ga- some games that way, and they'll win some games that way. But 2-0 is as good a start for the season as they could have wanted. Yeah, though. I mean, and, and like I don't think anyone ever really thought that Pitt was going to win both of these games to start the season. No, and next week's even tougher. Like, Not even tougher. I know, but I know they were both Next week's tough also. Western Michigan. On the road. Team they lost to last year. On the road. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think Pitt's, Pitt's a good team. I, I know Jake thinks Pitt's a good, t- a good team. Excuse me. <laughs> but, yeah, this is a Tennessee team that you and I both picked to win, to win nine, nine games, yep. second in the East. Their offense is really good, and honestly, what their defense did yesterday against the creative pit team was was pretty encouraging. Yeah. All right, quickly, BYU beats Baylor's BYU a true contender. Or are they ready to contend? I think they are. So, the schedule looks a lot easier yeah, now than it did a month ago. You're right. You're right. Notre Dame is not nearly as good as we thought they were going to be. That Arkansas, Arkansas game is at home. is in a uh, really weird spot on the schedule, and they go to Oregon next week. But Oregon might not be as good as we think they are. Uh, yeah, so it looks a lot better than it did the preseason. I still think 11-1 and one doesn't get them in. That, that'll be interesting, but that this is a huge a, win against the defending Big 12 champs. Especially now, like you mentioned, the schedule got early, got better. It would help them significantly if Baylor won the Big 12. I think they still can. Significantly. I, I think Baylor can still win the Big 12. Baylor's but, a good team. I didn't, nothing changed on my mind changed about them last night. And I will say that if like if you're if you're between like a Michigan team with a one loss to Ohio State and a what one loss BYU team that actually beat a conference champion, you have an argument there. Yep. All right. Uh, upset special for next week. You're two and zero on two. 
I feel like we've been down this road before. Oh, I picked Texas Tech. Yeah, they won in overtime. Yeah, they won in overtime yesterday. Um, I, I'll go first. We're, we're, we're keeping the old format, right? Yeah, I think Washington upsets Michigan State next weekend. I think that's fair. There's, there's I, a lot I, of good I, ones I, on the board I, for you. I, I, I agree with you, by the way. Like, Michigan State is not very good. Akron actually, like, moved the ball against them yesterday. They just kept turning it over, like... Granted, Michael Penix could turn the ball over, but like, watch like going up to the Pacific Northwest to play a night game. Pacific, yeah, yeah, that, that's a tough. One. What's your upset special? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Oregon over BYU. I think that's a good pick. If, if, I don't think Oregon's gonna be ranked. I thought they looked good against Eastern Washington yesterday. That's a good FCS Eastern Washington team that I believe Oregon struggled with last year. So Oregon, was, I think Oregon might be ranked. That was encouraging. Oregon had the most AP votes of any team that wasn't ranked. Um, get a backup. Let me look through this real quick. Toledo. If Mississippi State's ranked, LSU's beating them. I mean, LSU's like Mississippi State could be ranked. I thought they looked pretty good. We can evaluate that if when we see the rankings. But I think um, yeah, this, this could be an on the fly thing. But that well, that Washington pick is good. Well, I, I had an on the fly one with South Carolina being Arkansas. I should have picked App State. All right, uh, top Texas, ten. Texas total letdown game against UTSA next week. Top ten. So we'll go to break. What do you got? All right, you're going to hate mine. All right, Do you have LSU in the top 10 still? Huh? Do you still have LSU in the top 10? No. 17. Okay. <laughs> 10, Utah. 9, Arkansas. 8, Texas. 7, Oklahoma. Oh 6, USC. thought they looked great yesterday. They did. 5, Clemson. 4, Ohio State. 3, Michigan. 2, Alabama. 1, Georgia. You don't have Miami in the top 10? No, I didn't think they looked great yesterday. I have them at 13. They didn't, didn't look great when four teams ahead of them lost. What do you want? Do you do you want me to list the teams I had ahead of, ahead of Miami? What do you have now? Week? You have them eleven. I so huh? Where do you have Miami? Thirteen. <sighs> okay. I had uh, BYU jump them and uh, USC. I had below them jump them last week. All right, but then who's okay? Whatever. Uh, I'll do. I'll go out backwards. Number one, I have Georgia. Number two, I have Alabama. Number three, I have Ohio State. Number four, I have Clemson. Number five, I have Michigan. Number six, I have. Oklahoma, 7 USC, 8 Miami, 9 Utah, 10 BYU. If Miami wins this week, because this is one of this is one of the two losses I had them had on the schedule for them this week. If Miami wins this week, I mean UNC at home is is not easy, but a game they should win. Florida State at home doesn't look easy, but Winnable. like if Miami wins this week, they will be a clear favorite in every game until November 19th against Clemson. Yeah, I agree with that. All yeah. right, let's hit our break. A lot of NFL talk coming up after the break, including a lot of Chiefs versus Cardinals. This is KCOU. Start your Sunday, 88.1 FM. KCOU. Welcome to today's lottery drawing. And today's winning numbers are not yours, not yours, and another number that's not yours. And the final number is not yours. When it comes to having money, don't rely on luck. Brew your own coffee at home instead of buying that latte. Brown bag it to work instead of ordering it. Go to feedthepig.org for more free ideas on how to save. Feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. 
Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. Hi, I'm Jonathan Litskin. And I'm David Campbell. Lacey gives it to Anya. Clock goes to two. Anya, a little turnaround, and it goes! And we're the hosts of KCOU's premier college basketball show, Marathon Department. One timeout, they don't take it. We break down everything in college basketball from April to March with transfers, upsets, buzzer beaters, and more. He rifles it right in front of us to Abdul Rahman at midcourt. Extra pass. And it goes for the win! Follow the show for advice leading up to the best tournament in sports. Monk to tie it. Oh, an impossible shot! So tune in to Marathon on the March on Tuesdays from 1 to 2. Should you listen? Tell him, Dan. Yes! KCOU 88.1. Gotta stay in tune, cause we never gonna be done. Stay coming with the flame, like we walk a flock in the pain. Understand that it's DNA, and I do my thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Mizzou fans, did you know that research at the Wellness Resource Center indicates that two out of three MU students reported consuming zero to four alcoholic drinks during tailgating? This is why Mizzou has the best fans in America. This public service announcement has been brought to you by the Wellness Resource Center, Craft Beer Cellar, and KCOU 88.1 FM. Welcome back to KCOU 88.1 FM. Start your Sunday, week one of the NFL season, about an hour and a half away. Inactives, actives will be coming out in near moments alongside Jonathan Lidskin. Lids, how are we doing? We're doing great. First time we get to talk about Sunday NFL games. In a while. This season. Last time we talked about Sunday NFL games, we were doing a couple episodes of Start Your Saturday. Remember that? Mm-hmm. A couple two-hour shows, back-to-back Saturdays. We have to bring that back in the playoffs so we can talk about every playoff game here on this beautiful yeah. radio. But it's playoffs are a long way. Playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. Playoffs. You're going to win the game because it's only week one. This and is only week one. We will talk about our first game of the slate, biggest game of the day. Let's start with the Sunday night game between the Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady retired. And then he said, okay, fine, I'm not retiring. And he came back about five, six weeks after announcing it. Yeah. He took a leave of absence a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then he came back. Ian Rapport of NFL Network reported this morning that this is likely going to be Tom Brady's final season here at age 45. The Buccaneers are the heavy favorites right now in the NFC to win the conference. I don't agree much with that. And they're playing the Dallas Cowboys, who had the best offense in the NFL last year. They forced more turnover touchdowns than anybody, and they had a lot of big plays from their quarterback, Dak Prescott. But it feels like not a lot of people are talking about Dallas. Home game, a night game. They lost to him last year in a really close game. Uh, who do you think has the edge tonight, John? Neither of these teams. I That's think, a I think interesting answer. I think both of these teams are just full of like messes right now. First of all, offensive lines, both of these teams went from really good, top, like some of the best in the league, to I think significantly worse. Both of them have some injuries on the on the offensive line. Both of them lost some key pieces on the offensive line, and like with with Dallas, I, th- I think it goes even further. You know, they lo- they lose Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup's hurt right now. Ezekiel Elliott just keeps getting older by the day, and I, I think one of my things with the Cowboys is it's really hard to lead the NFL in turnovers two years in a row, yeah. or even come close. No, to it's, that. it's just that's a variance and, thing, and. 
I think that's something that we see a lot of this season. With the Bucks, something doesn't feel right about them right now. I agree. And like whether it's the overall roster getting worse, Tom Brady taking this leave of absence, just something doesn't feel right about them. I'm picking them to win the game tonight in, in, in close fashion, but I don't think this team remotely resembles what they've had the last two years. I uh, disagree with a lot of what you just said. I think Dallas wins tonight. I feel fairly good about it. They, If Tom Brady believed the Buccaneers could win the Super Bowl this year, then why would he have retired in the first place? I don't think that he thinks his team is all that good. Bruce Arians is gone. If a new coach, Todd Bowles, who is not a very good coach with the New York Jets, it's... You could elevate that defense. Yeah, but the, the receivers getting like a little older. It's Godwin, Evans, Julio are all up there. <laughs> they get Russell Gage a little bit younger. Gronkowski's gone. It's like the, the, the offensive line's really beat up. The Bucks' best play style this year, or best chance to win a lot of games this year, may be just having like Brady be a game manager, at quarterback, and playing elite defense. They need to be like the 2018 Patriots, which is... A team that wasn't overwhelmingly excellent offensively. No. And their defense was forced a good amount of turnovers and got a lot of pressure. And, you know, Buccaneers still have one of the best defenses in the league. And they added a guy like Akeem Hicks. And they added Logan Ryan from the New York Giants. I think Dallas gets them tonight. I think Prescott has a big game. I think a lot of people are ready to write them off. I think the I think Micah Parsons against that offensive line is going to be in for his first game in his Defensive Player of the Year campaign. And I'll take the Cowboys by a field goal in a, a fun game, 34-31. Maybe even a little I'll, more than that. I'll go Bucks 27-24. Another big one. Chiefs at Cardinals. Two playoff teams from a year ago. Kansas City's hosted the last four AFC Championship games. Cardinals. It's, it's been a wild offseason. J.J. Watt's not playing today. He's officially inactive. Oh, they have no receivers today. Hollywood Brown, or Hollywood Brown is playing. He's one of the few. Hopkins gone. Rondell Moore is hurt. Antoine Wesley is hurt. It's there's not a lot of reason to believe the Cardinals are going to be a very good team this year. But again, they're home. Mm-hmm. It's Week One. It'll be uh, fired up in that stadium where the Super Bowl will be in about four and five months from now. Cliff Kingsbury knows Patrick Mahomes maybe better than any coach in the league, other than Andy Reid. So any chance the Cardinals can pull off an upset at home today against the Chiefs? I think there's. A chance, but I think it's a very slim one. The way the Cardinals would win this game is just like keep like making the Chiefs work to get points and big plays on offense. Because I mean, it seems like if you got the Chiefs at minus three a couple weeks ago, like congratulations, honestly, at this point. Like the Chiefs are just a much better football team. I saw no reason for the line ever to be at three, especially with how much worse the Cardinals roster is. I don't like the Cardinals secondary. I don't like their offensive line. I don't like their pass rush. I'm really just not sure how they're going to get this done. Yeah, that. I think the Chiefs have something to prove. I think a lot of people are ready to write them off because of Tyreek Hill now playing for the Miami Dolphins and Tron yeah. Matthews in New Orleans. We're going to see a lot of eye formation for the Chiefs, a lot of different looks for them with Eric Bieniemy, and they're going to try to mix it up. They're a different-looking team. I think Mahomes is going to, still going to say I'm the best quarterback in the league. And I think Mahomes kind of hears – the buzz because he's number one against the Bears when he started counting. What was it the eighth, the eighth pick in the draft that he was ninth pick? He started doing the, yeah. the numbers thing. I think he hears this Josh Allen whispering how Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league and Aaron Rodgers is better than him. I think I think Mahomes hears that. I think Mahomes has something to prove. I I personally am under the belief that Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. I think he's the most impactful player. I think he's the single best player. 
I think a lot of people. Whoa, he's number eight in the NFL top 100 yeah. players. So that means the players don't believe Breaking he's that good. Breaking news, guys. The NFL players don't know how to rank players. I agree. Once I agree. Again. But I think Mahomes is going to use that as motivation. He's going to have a big week one game. 370 yards, three touchdowns. Chiefs win by 17 points, 34 17. Yeah, I'm a still believer that Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I have stood by that for the last three, four years since 2018. Four years at this point. Wow. But. Since he, the he, since he beat the Niners in the Super Bowl, he was the best player in the league from that moment in time. I still think Aaron Donald's the best overall player in the league, but okay. Mahomes, I think, is the best quarterback, and that, my mind hasn't changed on that in the last four years. I think the Chiefs blow him out today. I'm, I'm with you on this one. I'll go 31-17 okay. Chiefs. Two touchdowns. Uh, quickly, give me a winner in Giants-Titans. Titans, much more prepared, better coached team. Dayball's first game, tough spot, I think, for New, for New York. I'll go, yeah, I'll, I'll go Titans. I don't know if you're looking for a score there. Uh, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give a score. I don't think the Giants are a very good team. Giants have been pretty poor in week one games. Titans are usually a good season early on, especially with Mike Vrabel, one of the better coaches in the league. A lot of time to prepare. Derrick Henry is, is, is going to be as healthy today as he is all season long. I give me the Titans by 15 points. I'll go 35-20. Uh, another game we'll dive into, the Vikings at the Packers at home in the afternoon. This is a big spot for the Vikings, who yeah. usually, every time I feel like these two play at home or wherever this game is, especially game. Minnesota, this game's usually competitive early in the year. Yeah. This is going to be a good one because Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Irv Smith Jr., Adam Thielen with Kirk Cousins is one of the better offensive units in the league. And we're not sure what the Packers going to look like on their side with Devontae Adams now being a Las Vegas Raider and Alan Lazard is out today. And Romeo Dubs, I don't know if he might be Dubs, but Dubs sounds a lot more fun, so we're going to call him Dubs from now on. And Christian Watson, they drafted, and they got the, the Georgia guys and their new defense. I don't think Lazard's playing today. Yeah, Lazard's out today. So the defense is really good. The offense, we're not sure what it's going to look like. Close game, and the spread is what? Green Bay by one, one and a half? Who you going it's, with? I think it's up to two now. Okay, so who are you going with? I'll go with the Vikings. You know, since Kirk Cousins has gotten to Minnesota, the Vikings have sort of had the Packers number. They're four, three, and one against Green Bay since Cousins have, has gotten there. Yeah. I think they go to five, three, and one today. I think this is a good spot for Minnesota, who went through extreme variance last year despite beating the Packers by, I believe it was two points at home. I'll take the Vikings today. I'll go 27. I'll go 27-26. One, one I was going to say 27-26 Vikings. I'll just mix it up a little, though. Vikings at home today. This is going to be a fun back-and-forth game. Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson for a late touchdown, just like last year. Then Rodgers is going to take him down the field, get him in range, see if they're going to go win the game. The Vikings are going to go back down, just like what happened in Week 11 last year. This is going to be a fun one. I think we're going to learn a lot more about Minnesota than we bet for Green Bay, considering Green Bay lost by 35 in Week 1 last year to New Orleans and still was the number one seed in the mm-hmm. NFC. Give me the Vikings in a very close game, a last-second field goal from Greg Joseph. He's still the kicker, right? Yeah. Vikings win. I'm off to zag a little from your score. I'll go 29-28. So we're going to get some weird score there. We go, we go in a row. 29-28. Vikings beat the Packers at the buzzer. Let's see. what else. Raiders Chargers. This is finishing off a loaded afternoon slate. Yeah. No J.C. Jackson for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So we'll see a lot of the second-year corner, Asante Samuel Jr. matching up against the best receiver in football, Devontae Adams. They still do have uh, Bryce Callahan, who's another good corner. Yeah, he's more of a slot Yeah, but we might see Adam. Ooh, I forgot that. Hunter Renfro, little man making another enormous play in the slot. Josh Jacobs back there. Derek Carr. Two teams that made a lot of noise in free agency with Chris or um, Chandler Jones and the Chargers getting Khalil Mack from your Chicago Bears. 
Which offseason darling is going to get on the right foot? Uh, I think the Chargers. They. I, I, this is obviously the rematch from Week 18, the last regular season game last year. I, I think the Chargers feel like they have a, a Super Bowl group, and I feel like the Chargers also feel like they should have won that this game last year to make the playoffs. I think the Raiders' secondary could get eaten alive today. I, I think, I, despite the Raiders being a playoff pick for me, despite me having them as the seventh seed, I think there are going to be some times this year where we look at the Raiders and, and what happened in the game and we think to ourselves, like, this is the result of this dreadful 2020 class and not having some of these yeah, players. Yeah, none and of I, those players And I there. think that's one of the – this is one of these times today. I will take the Chargers. I'll go 30 to 23. Give me the Chargers by a touchdown also, 34-27. Justin Herbert, the start of an MVP season, even though Josh Allen, when I saw on Sunday, or Thursday, might be just be the start for him. It's, it's going to be a big season for the Chargers. The start to 13-4, they have a big game Thursday against Kansas City. Two tough division games to start the year also, especially with how good that division is. Give me the Chargers, give me Austin Eckler. I'm high on them, we're rolling with one of my... Favorite teams in the league this year. Quickly, give me a winner in Saints-Falcons in Atlanta. I know you're wearing the the black and red with your Atlanta Falcons. I know it's your Gator John, so you're wearing <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Pitts jersey. Uh, but Jameis Winston, a lot of people hyping up the Saints. <laughs> My comeback player of the year. Yeah, so they're going to come back in week one and beat Atlanta? Yeah, I'll take the Saints in a close game today. I, I think the Falcons, um, just like divisional game at home. The Falcons have been... Generally, pretty competitive at home in the in the past. I'll go Saints twenty four Falcons twenty one, but that, that's a, that's a weird number for betting betting man. John would stay away from that. <laughs> so have we agreed on every game so far? Um, we disagreed on Bucks Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll disagree with you again. Falcons pull off the upset today. Okay. I don't think the Saints are. There people are saying. They're the best defense in the league. They're not the best defense in the league. I know, uh, I know a former Arizona Sun Devil was telling me that they thought the Saints have the best defense in the league this season. They don't have the best defense in the league. No, I don't think they do. They don't I'm not even sure they're top defense, five. But top ten, we'll see. But they're a good defense. So, above average defense. Falcons catch them off guard today. Drake London's playing. Your boy Cal Pitts is playing. Hope he has a Marcus Mario, not as bad as people say they're out to be. I, think this, I don't think this Falcons team is as bad as people are making them out to be. I think A.J. Terrell is still a solid corner. I like Casey Hayward. I like Grady Jarrett, the big man in the middle. Michael Walker, Rashawn Evans, solid linebackers. It could be worse. A big rivalry between these two. They're in Atlanta. This is going to be one of their few sold-out games all season long because they just don't fill out that stadium, even though it's one of the most beautiful stadiums in the NFL that I've been to. Falcons pull off the upset against the Saints. I'll go Jameis Winston throws a bad pick six with the team driving down trying to win or tie the game or whatever. Give me Falcons 34-24. All right. Flybirds. Uh, let's go Big another big one. A team that a lot of people are hyping up. Eagles and Lions. The Eagles are reminding me a lot of the 2020 Cardinals and the 2021 Chargers, which is a trend that I don't think is a good one. No. Because those are teams that were getting a lot of hype, and they didn't get a lot of results. And I do like this Eagles team a lot. I think they're going to win the division, and I look at their defense, and I think they could have one of the best defenses in the league this year. In all my fantasy leagues, I have the Eagles defense because I just think they're going to be very, very good this season. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to if Jalen Hurts can be that guy, and I think he can. I think he's going to be in for a Josh Allen year three jump because those numbers are very similar between those two, between year one and year two, and now into year three. But the Detroit Lions 
are America's team right now. Dan Campbell is America's coach. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves Hard Knocks. It was an outstanding season of Hard Knocks. The Jamal Williams speech that they're sick and tired of what they heard from last year. And now they have a chance to prove it. They sold out that stadium. Everyone loves the Lions. But is Jalen Hurts going to come in there and get a win in week one? It's like this like mythological thing going on that the Lions are just going to like turn it around from last season and win eight games, nine games. Like I, I don't see it. Like This team wasn't good last year. They were competitive a little bit towards the end of the year, but they also started, what, 0-9? Oh, oh, they didn't win until we went to the Cincinnati game, yeah. which was week, what, third? They were probably... Oh, 10 and one because they tied Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's that's right. But look, I like the Eagles in this one. I actually like them pretty pretty big. I, I think the Eagles roster, like you talk about the 2020 Cardinals and the 2021 Chargers. Like those team had so, those teams just had so obvious flaws. This Eagles team is just so much further along than those teams. Great receivers. Teams, huh? They have great receivers. Yeah, and they're also Devontae Smith. I'm not, I'm not sure they have many flaws on defense either. They're off, their offensive line's great. Their ceiling is just what is Jalen Hurts going to be, and frankly, in for a Lions team that's going to need some time to kind of come along as the season goes on, this Eagles team is much better and much better and like much more prepared at the start of the season. I don't think Jalen Hurts needs to do anything special today. I think Eagles win this one big. It, you hope so. Thirty-four, twenty-four. Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to victory. victory, fly Eagles, fly, fly. score a touchdown. One, you know, know we gotta learn it because we're, the Eagles are a Super Bowl contender this we, year. We know the Bengals song, we know the Bills we, song. We Liddy, know the your homework State is song. to study the Eagles song. Okay, I'll make sure. I the frisky Super Bowl Eagles will start the season one and zero today. Mm-hmm. They beat Detroit on the road, I'll say by two touchdowns, thirty-seven twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts takes a big step forward. AJ Brown scores two touchdowns in his Philadelphia debut. You're Chicago Bears, Liddy. Yeah. Raining in Chicago today, by the way. Yeah, is that good for them? Uh, Maybe, Probably but, not. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I don't want to encourage the 49ers to run the ball more. I mean, I don't know how they're going to throw the ball much because no George Kittle. But they're, the Ryan's going to be a very run-heavy team this year. Those are my Super Bowl champion San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. They're going to run the ball a lot early in the year until Trey Lance really opens up the offense for them later, which will come. Super Bowl MVP Trey Lance to you. They're going to be good this year, the Niners. But the Bears are not very good. Give me Niners twenty three to seven. This is a week. This is a week one spread that I just like. It's it's only six and a half because it's week one. Yeah, like that's the only reason it's six, six and a half. I, I don't feel very good about this one. I think we have they have a positional advantage at every single position over us, except maybe running back. But it's running back. Well, I mean, they play Debo Samuel running back. True running back. <laughs> yeah, I thought Eli Mitch was pretty good, but I do like David Montgomery. David Montgomery is better than Eli Mitch. Yeah, score Mitchell, prediction for your your Chicago yeah, Bears. Yeah, I'll go twenty four ten, Niners. Cool. Uh, give Low me a scoring game. Give me. A, I have twenty three six. Give me a winner in Jaguars Commanders. Seems like one of the weaker games of this. I think the ja- there's. I think a lot of people are just picking the Jaguars to pull the upset this week. Not me. I'm not of that belief. I think Washington has a semi bounce back year and wins. Seven or eight games and is close in a lot of them. Carson Wentz, revenge game for him. Of course, Jacksonville eliminates the Colts from the playoffs last year, or at least in theory. I'll go Commanders and another low scoring one. I'll go. To, I'll go twenty seventeen. I like the Commanders also. A little Carson Wentz revenge game against Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson benched him for Jalen Hurts, which may have been a long term good move for Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But I think the Commanders are a better team than people think. I like Jahan Dotson a lot. I like scary Terry McLaurin. 
I know, I know Chase Young's out for a little while, but the defense still is, got some guys like Deron Payne. Montez uh, Sweat, yeah. Jonathan Allen. The defensive line's still good. They're going to get some pressure. I think it's going to take a little time for Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence to, to knock out all the Kings. Give the Commanders by two field goals, 21-15. Uh, to 15. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, what else we got on here? Patriots Dolphins. I haven't gotten to this one yet. Yeah. Spent a little time here. Patriots are a good team. Okay, fine. They're not. Well, they're, I don't know if they're good. <laughs> they're solid. I have never been like so low on them. Like I don't have any expectation for them. Like I don't think they're going to win today. Like I'm not like. I do. You do? Yeah. Why? So you've heard all these reports about the Patriots, like how bad their offense has been in camp, right? And just all this stuff. But like, I think it's going to take some time for the Dolphins to play football the way they want to play football. I have them starting the season like the Dolphins started the season very poorly. I yeah, think tough first four years. They're going to lose a lot of games at the start of the season. I think the Patriots get it done today in Miami, and I, I think Mac play, does what he needs to do. I thought you were going to say like reports, like the Patriots like struggle in Miami. Like, buddy, those aren't reports. That's every year. I, no, they, no. They, this is the first time I'm not at this game since like 2010. Was it was it over a break last year? So you yeah, went, it was the last game. Yeah, interesting. Max Jones so, to a pick six to Xavier Howard to make it 14 nothing. The Patriots never led. Yeah, that. That sucks. <laughs> no, it's okay. I get used to it. Uh, the Dolphins win. I I won't pick the Patriots to win that game in Miami until they prove otherwise. Uh, I will. I think it's going to take Miami. I think it's going to be fired up there. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, this, this whole new offense, new coaching staff with Mike McDaniel. They're 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 amped up for this one. I think they oh, want to beat the Patriots I at home. Belichick's 0-3 against Tua. Oh, it's not going to be good when I guess 0-4. I don't have any expectation for this Patriots Belichick, team. Belichick's Give me 0-3 against Tua. Yeah, they've Dolphins are averaging like 19 points per game in those wins. Jesus. Tua wasn't even 3-0 against that Ogeron. <laughs> Coach Joe. Give me Dolphins by two touchdowns, 24-10. Two Patriots touchdowns. are going to struggle moving the ball. Wow. It's, I, I have no expectation for this team. This isn't me to try to like reverse jinx. It's like, I don't know where they're going to find Siam offense. Unless Mac Jones is just taking this like major jump, which he might, but like... It's, it doesn't feel like the spot here. Uh, I think they'll play better in the next two weeks against Pittsburgh and then Baltimore. I think those are two winnable games. Give me a winner in Colts-Texans. I know you're rooting for Houston in this one. Yeah, I am, but the Colts are going to win. I think it'll be relatively close. I'll, I'll go Colts 26, Texans 21. Colts blow out Houston. I don't think Houston's very good at all. Give me Colts. They score 41 points. Houston only scores I, I think Houston has a 41, way 41-17. I think Houston's a way better team than they were last year. Yeah, and I still think that's. I think Matt Ryan's gonna. Now, granted, like obviously that's not very good. No, but. give me give me give me Colts big, winner in uh, Browns Falcon Browns Panthers Baker Mayfield. Interesting one because Baker kind of plays really well in these like hype up spots. Is he gonna grab the junk on the sideline? Uh, I hope not because that wouldn't be great. No, but tough look. Yeah, but uh, I, Kansas has gone up since that moment. Tudo. So. I'm going to take the Browns in this one. I think, you know, I've been saying kind of all offseason college football, like you can win games without like great quarterback play. I think that's even more true in the NFL. Uh, At times. I'll t- I think the Browns have a way better roster in, the, in this one, and I think they have a better coach. I'll take the Browns. In this Give one. me the Browns also by 10 points, 20 to 10. Jaco- I don't think people realize how bad Jacoby Brissett is. Oh, sorry, I'm giving the Panthers 20 to 10. My bad. People don't realize how bad Jacoby Brissett is. I watched him play a couple times last year. It was really uh, bad. I don't think he's going to do much. I think the, it doesn't matter. I think the Browns are just going to run the ball. When they're going to ask him to do something, he's not going to do it. I, they're not. They're not army. 
They're not running the triple option. Like it's mm-hmm. they're gonna need Jacoby Brissett to throw the ball, and he's incapable of doing that. Yeah. They won't score more than ten points this game. Twenty to ten Panthers. Uh Bengals Steelers. We both going Cincinnati on this one? Yeah. Uh I think it's a bad spot for, for the Bengals though. Kind of coming off that. I don't think so. That Super Bowl loss. I don't think they're at home against a team that's not very good. Bengals twenty seven, Steelers twenty one. Bengals twenty eight, Steelers fourteen. I don't think people realize this Pittsburgh. Offense I do is gonna... think I do think the Bengals have a little big play regression, but I I, I think week week one divi- in division games are tough. What about Baltimore or the Jets? And this is the last game we're getting uh, into before the Monday night Real game. quick note, by the way, J.K. Dobbins is out today. Yeah, J.K. So Dobbins and no Ronnie so Stanley, no Marcus Peters. Yeah, if you have him in fantasy, bench him right now. Yep. Uh, but call. yeah, no. Ravens are banged up. Jets are banged up. This could be two teams that just like don't look very good at all. But I'll still take the Ravens. Pretty easily. Give me Ravens. I think they're gonna uh, look good. Even though Dobbins have played all last year, they were as high as you could possibly be on the on this Jets team. But th- this is a t- this is a brutal matchup week one. Just an experienced team that is a like well oiled machine and put to- put together against the team starting a backup quarterback that's gonna take the click. Yeah, Ra- Ravens big. Give me Ravens by three touchdowns. I'll go 35-14. big one or thirty eight seventeen. Uh, last game we'll get into Monday Night Football. Broncos, Seahawks, Russell Wilson, revenge, yes or no? Uh, Seahawks always seem to play well in week one for whatever reason. Well, that's because Russell Wilson was their quarterback. Yeah, it, it's true. But I'll go Broncos, but close in this one. I'll, I'll, low scoring game in, in Seattle. I'll go Broncos 20, Seahawks 16. Russell Wilson throws four touchdowns in his return. 28-10 win for the Denver Broncos. Let's do four downs, four rapid fire questions across the league today. John, you go first. All right, first down. Bryce Young threw for 213 yards yesterday to his Alabama predecessors in Mac Jones and Tua Tagovailoa. Both throw for more than that today. Yes. Carson Wentz goes for second down. Sorry, Carson Wentz goes for revenge against Jacksonville team that del- that eliminated him in the playoff in form of the playoffs last year. Predict his stat line today. All go. He completes 61 percent of his passes for 281 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Third down, which team that is a touchdown dog is most likely to pull the upset today? Those teams are the Bears, Steelers, Jets, Texans, Cardinals, or Seahawks. I guess Seahawks play tomorrow, but you get the point. I'll go Seahawks. Fourth down, we arguably have five top ten QBs playing in the late afternoon window today. Which of them throws for the most yards? Justin Herbert. All right, let's flip it around. First down, and there's a common theme in this one. In their week one meeting last year, Mac Jones threw for 281 yards and Tua Tagovailoa threw for 202 yards. Over under combined 483 between the two today. I will go under. Second down in their week one meeting last year, Tom Brady threw 379 yards and Dak Prescott threw for 403. Those are a lot, so we'll bring the number down a little. Over under 700 combined between the two. I will again go under. In the in week one last year, Baker Mayfield threw for a season high in yards with 321. Give me Baker's stat line today versus former team. I will go. He completes 63% of his passes for 227 yards and one touchdown. Fourth down, Russell Wilson in week one last year threw for four touchdowns in Seattle's week one win over Indy. How many touchdowns does Russ throw in Seattle tomorrow? I will go two. All right, let's do the breakout player of the week presented by Antoine Wesley. If you don't know what that means, go to our show from January 1st where I predicted Antoine Wesley to break out. After not doing anything, he caught his first two career touchdowns against the Dallas Cowboys. Unbelievable. John, so this is usually the f- person who goes first sets the tone. 
So if the first person takes a quarterback, I'll take a quarterback. If I take a running back, you'll take a running back, et cetera, et cetera. So you go first. I, this is a guy that I've been pretty high on all offseason, especially for fantasy purposes. I think he's in a much better situation, like infinitely better situation than he's been in the last three years with his former team. My breakout player for week one is Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay, so we're going the receiver route, which means I can't go Antoine Wesley because he's on injured reserve. Sigh. So sad. So you're going with Juju. I'm going to try to go another receiver on a new team looking for a big game in week one. Give me, hmm, I'm trying to find a good one. Robert, is Robert Woods playing today? Uh, uh, Let me check. Robert Woods. Now now a Tennessee Titan. Is he playing today? Why wouldn't he be? Uh, He's completely healthy. Yeah, Brady, you got Robert Woods today catches two touchdowns in his first game of the Titans against the New York Giants. I don't love the Giants secondary. Ryan Taylor's got to throw the ball to someone. We'll go him. I will wrap it up. This is our new segment, Lock of the Week. We're doing an eliminator pool between us two. I'm going first, and I'm going the Titans to be the Giants. Okay. We're keeping track of this all season. Just to clear everything up, the rules for eliminators, you cannot pick the same team twice throughout a season. And your goal is to get 17 out of 17 picks right. My Eliminator Challenge pick today is... I have the Titans in my actual pool, so I'm, I can't go them. I am going to go the Bengals over the Steelers. That was going to be the one I took if, I, if you were to take the Titans. So that's it. Any final thoughts? Um, no, nah, nah, not really. It's going to be a fun day. Yeah, should be a fun day. Also... The, Dude, there is puddles after puddles in, in Chicago right well, now. Hopefully everyone stays safe out there <laughs> in the Chicago end. That looks like ooh, <laughs> someone's going to slip. Yeah, and someone's getting hurt. Well, hopefully it's not our franchise quarterback. Hopefully it's not Trey Lance or else I will be in tears. Hope you enjoy your Sunday, everyone. Enjoy the day. Back. Enjoy the NFL. And have a great day. We'll see you next week. Start your Sunday, same time, same place. KCUU 88.1 FM.